Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day everyone and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the news commentary podcast with the boys and I crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your publican Drew Agnew and joining me along the bar are my good mates Dan and Tom. I went to go and say Ash but he is uh, he's missing an action again. He's his dog, the boys. Yeah, he's like a squirrely beagle. He's just a following, following his nose wherever the scent <laughs> takes him. I wonder what scent he picked up tonight. I wonder what's got him so intrigued, but he's got to go and he's, put his nose down a dog and find with it. A puffy tail. A puffy. Well, sweat. I don't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. I want a big, nice, puffy-tailed dog. But it's a, it's a lot of maintenance with a lot of fur. So, mm. nah, I probably wouldn't. Don't know. Do you guys have a long-haired dog? You got to maintain every day. Short-haired dog. I have a mm. fox... Jack Russell, sorry. I was about to say fox terrier. Jack Russell. Yeah. You can get the long-haired Jack Russells and... Don't know. Seems like a lot of work. You know, they, they don't, don't like sitting still. Don't know if they like That's baths right. much. Sounds like a lot of work, but... <laughs> especially when they get covered short, in shit. Mm. Short-haired ones are enough. They shed like crazy, so... Oh, I would never get a long head one. Yeah. Personally. Never, never wear your nice black clothes around your dog. That's for sure. No. Just don't do it. Uh, just yeah. don't do it. White clothes <laughs> only. Just unless, you've got a, unless you've got a, a black-haired dog. Yeah. Black <laughs> clothes only. If you've got, white, white got a white and a black dog, you're just buggered. Mm. White shirt, Absolutely black pants. Don't, yeah, just don't white wear pants. White pants. Just don't wear clothes at all. Well, that's, that is the it's obvious solution. Mm. That'll solve it. Yeah. Anyway, enough about dogs and Ash finding the scent. I hope he finds what he's looking for. Tom, how are you going this <laughs> week? How's it been? That's been really good. Um, I'm struggling to remember what I did, but I think I just had a lot of at-home work to do the previous week and enjoyed a very serene, peaceful Anzac day. Yeah. Um, poor old Essendon. Poor old Essendon. See, that's why, that's why Ash isn't here today because he, he's too busy mourning his loss <laughs> since he's a combination of our, our good friend Mason Redmond and Darcy Parrish. <laughs> he's an amalgamation <laughs> <laughs> oh well um, I, I didn't catch the footy at all boys so I got really no idea what you're talking about but uh, it's a good game that's for sure god it was close yeah. full, full credit to the boys yeah full um, <laughs> credit to the boys <laughs> just taking it one week at a time oh you got to got the chocolates today and <laughs> might, not, might not be a win today, boys, but uh, next week I've got good hopes. Get to training, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, you might have a chance. <laughs> just train every day. Just skip the game and just train. <laughs> yeah, don't even rock up. Just uh, just go training. No, that's a good idea. Mm. So did you guys you enjoy your Anzac Day? Uh, you know, we've got the day off on Monday. A lot of respect mm. to the, the men that fought and, uh, you know, allowed us our freedom, so... We're not yeah. going to do a moment of silence on the podcast. That might be, be yeah, a bit reductive. But. It's a bit of a wasted <laughs> medium, isn't it? <laughs> have, a, have a metaphorical moment. Mm. That's right. That's not a bad just idea. Pretend we didn't talk for a minute. All, like all the podcast feeds I've got, just put out like a minute of silent audio for people to <laughs> listen to in their car. Yeah. And they, yeah, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Maybe at the end, you're like a big like- bang or something just to scare the shit out of them <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh. mm. So, Dan, what have you been up to, dude? Not a whole lot. Not much. There's really 
not much to report this week. Oh, bugger. Um, parents came up to, to to visit over the past couple of days. Oh, so, a big a party. Yep. <laughs> Ash rescheduling so he could go to his music festival and then not being here at the taping is <laughs> worked into my hands quite well. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He can't read all the news stories if he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you sure uh, I know that one. So, how do you know you've been away the whole time? Yeah, I, <laughs> I can just sense him gonna text us and be like, "I know that one." Oh, you! He's just off in a field somewhere, but he knows. He he put a, he put a music festival up on his Instagram story, but we know it's just a cover. Oh, um, yeah. He's been he's been down in the bunker just researching everything twenty four seven, just clack clacking away on the keyboard. Consuming all the news he can. Just looking up obscure Swedish small town newspapers to see if there's something we find in there. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, yes. The moose ran through a Swedish Ikea as opposed to a non-Swedish Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Moose. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Dan's best attempt at a furphy, everyone. <laughs> the, uh, uh, moose. Uh, anyway. How about you, Drew? How's, how's things been in House Agnew? House Agnew's been pretty good. We went and went and put a deposit down on the mattress, new mattress today. Ooh. So that's going to be exciting. We're laying on that. Hopefully going to be nice and How refreshed. How expensive is your mattress you need to put down a deposit for? Uh, Dan, don't even bug $10,000 mattress. No, <laughs> not a, a $10,000 mattress. I don't know if I'll be buying that. But when you've got, um, you know, you've got a missus who's like, you know, she wants nice things and you promised that you'd get it for her birthday when when the, when the funds are there. Um, that's what <laughs> happens. You end up putting a deposit down on the mattress. That's a smart man. <laughs> Take it's, notes. So is go, it one of those fancy fold-out mattresses that companies that should sponsor us? Hint, hint, koala mattresses? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but no, I put the deposit down not because it's like a $20,000 mattress like a car. It's just that it's not going to be here for like 12 weeks. So I'd rather just mm. put the deposit down instead of paying them outright when you don't know that big lump sum yeah it might not even come you never know someone might might steal it well actually there was a 40 winks truck that caused a big truck accident down here recently tom you probably might have heard about that but i think i did yeah yeah my my mattress might have been an accident like that so i don't want to pay for it outright straight away <laughs> who knows hey, our faith in 40 winks courier um you know drivers that's it's gone right out the window from now yeah not that I bought it from 40 Winks, but it involves beds. So that's uh, mm. that's my faith gone down. Red flags. Mm. Just faith in the entire betting industry shaken to its very core. <laughs> Next <Yeah>. week's furphy. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be anticipating it. But yeah, apart from that, not too much. Um, yeah, I think yeah, not much, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a really light on week for everyone. Everything, I think. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah. T- I don't want a busy weekend. I don't want every weekend to be putting a deposit down on, on a mattress. <laughs> but, yeah. See, if you did that, you have too many mattresses. Mm. But, yeah. I bought a. Uh, I bought a. Well, I'm going to get a racing wheel for like racing games, and I, I haven't got the. I'm waiting for that to go on sale, but I got the like mm. the gear stick on sale, twenty bucks off. So I've got this, I've got this the gear stick, but I don't have anything else. <laughs> I want to see you play that with a controller, and then you just hands off to gear shift, and then back on. Mm. Make a lot of sense. I pay good money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so, boys, what are we drinking this week? Um, got something in the crack. I know it's a uh, Monday, work tomorrow. Yeah. But personally, for me, uh, just got the Great Northern, something that's yep. nice and reliable in the fridge. Ooh. I uh, already poured one, but I'm drinking the original Great Northern, the uh, full strength. Uh, and opposed to you two on the waters tonight, uh, mm. I am on <laughs> Pirate Life uh, Peach Iced Tea Beer. Oh Jesus Christ! Mm. Just give me, I've, give I've, me actual water, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been to the bottle shop, so you can expect a few interesting beverages over the next few weeks. Mm. So is this going to be your first taste of this, or is this like a regular this thing? This is going to be the first taste. Okay, it's going in blind. Here we go. Be blind. Smells after nice. One can. Refreshing. <laughs> no, not bad. Got a nice peachy aftertaste. Gets mm. a, I'll say that's a eight out of ten. Wow. Personally, I like peaches and I like beer, but I don't know how I would go with having them together. You know, peach and peach iced tea beer. But I mean, so I like even peach iced tea as well. Something else thrown in there as well. I just, I'm. <laughs> I'm not against it. I just I just fail to see the reason why people need to go and put weird flavors in beer. Well, I just I, you wait. I'm not against it. I'm really just not. I just don't wait. understand it. I like. I've got a couple that I think are a little bit a little bit more different than that. So I'll look forward to your reactions. I like the idea of like trying something different, like putting stuff in it, and just having like one off here and there, but. I, I wouldn't get like too many of them. Yeah. What would you, what review would you give Great Northern? Just like your just typical oh, beer. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> okay. Are we, are we talking just overall or are we, we going in depth? Are we going flavor, profile, all those kinds of things? I oh, can do whatever you want, man. It's your review. It's from the heart. Well, oh, from the heart. Mm. Say, so, uh, the, the Great Northern Originals. It's quite a light, refreshing beer. You know, on a warm summer's day, nothing beats it when you can get a cold, refreshing Great Northern. Crack that bad boy down, instantly refreshed. It's not heavy. It's not It alcoholic. just does what it means to do. Just get in there and drink your beer. It's great. I love it. It's great and it's northern. It is. Well, that's a. It's not really a review of the beer. It was just a. a <laughs> it's from uh, the heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Wonderful. There you go. Wonderful, wonderfully put, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an afternoon. I, I just want to know what Dan has against it. Everyone, everyone gets among the Every great Northerns. Every time I've had one, I've been extremely underwhelmed because they just taste like water. I mean, they have not such a bad thing. <laughs> They just have no body or peach consistency or <laughs> anything behind them. <laughs> He's upset by their lack of peach. Every beer needs a hit, hit of peach. Hidden peach. No, I don't want Peachy. a hit of peach. <laughs> I, I, I hate the taste of peach. I reckon it's gross, like artificial peach. No good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 like, I like a real peach. I don't need it in my beer, though. Um, um, this has... This has Peach puree and lemon puree in it. Wonderful. 
<laughs> as well as natural peach flavoring and mm. monk fruit syrup. Oh, good. <laughs> monk fruit. Monk fruit. Mm. Monk fruit. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just left a bit bewildered just after thinking about the peach too much. I really... <laughs> It kind of it, it, it's like sickly. I hate the taste of it, but I'm yeah. At least I'm not there with Dan in person, where he's farting and belching, and he just smells like peach tea. Oh, I'll just <laughs> when I when I come down next, I'll be sure to find a four pack to bring down to you. Oh well, thank you very much. Yeah. I'll drink them all on you, and I'll throw up in your lap. <laughs> oh, thank you. Alrighty. All right. Um. Who's well, willing to go first this week? Well, yep, let's crack some furfies, boys. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to say I'll go first this week. I'm happy to... Uh, Hello. He's getting it out of the way. Nice yeah. And early. Nah, getting out, ripping the Band-Aid off. I'm, um, I'm a bit nervous. Well, I'm not nervous at all. That's why I'm going first. I'm, I'm confident. You're a professional. That's right. I am ready to be fooled. Yep, as you should be. So my furfies <laughs> this week... Yes, Tom. Did Chantel write these ones? Is she? Are we going to get fooled again? No, no. We'll I wrote them. You are not going to get fooled. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if I lose this one, I definitely need her to write all my furfies from now on. She'll be my little uh, little slave in the room just with a typewriter doing all the furfies. That is a, that's a, that's a lot of head. Oh, that's, that's a bit of head. So, yeah, everyone just like listening on audio. I'm just talking about making my wife become a slave. And you're like, that's a lot of head. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, I did not make the connection. I was too busy looking at my beer. Mm. Looking at, at his, at his pour, pour, pouring efforts in this visual audio medium, which is just audio. Mm. All right. So, there's my furfies, boys. Story number one, nurse runs marathon in scrubs, breaks Guinness world record. Story number two, National High Five Day began on the University of Virginia campus in 2002. And story number three, Australian small town trialling fewer requirements on dog registrations. Hmm. So, so what, what do we think okay. straight off the bat before I give you um, I would um, like some to know more info? What, what world record the nurse and scrubs broke? Mm, well, you will find out, Dan. <laughs> um, personally, I think one could be very much true because I know that there's a lot of charity fun runs and things like that that uh, companies do, you know, they go in like uniform and things like that. So there could have been a whole bunch of nurses, orderlies all in their scrubs. So I think that's a highly valid and possible thing to do. And if she was, you know, a fit person, scrubs are meant to be light they're meant to be breathable so i I don't see that as a real hindrance Mm. yeah they're long but you know get them tailored before you go (laughs) i would imagine it just like (laughs) stick to you like be like in a big tent just like sticking to you like a shower curtain almost when you're like you know you know when you go to a hotel room and it's like you're trying to like get away from it and it's like sticking to like your butt and you're thinking about all the other people that have uh being in that same situation. Rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the exact same spot. Uh, oh, no. No, I hate shower curtains. But anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into story number one. Nurse runs marathon in scrubs, breaks Guinness World Record. A Philadelphia nurse broke a Guinness World Record when she 
Um, she donned her hospital scrubs and run a marathon in two hours, 28 minutes, and two seconds. Sam, who works full-time as a nurse at Penn uh, Medicine's uh, Pearlman Center, uh, wore her hospital scrubs on Monday's Boston Marathon and broke the Guinness World Record for the f- uh, fastest marathon in a nurse's uniform. Uh, the previous record of three hours, eight minutes, and 22 seconds was set by Jes- Jessica Anderson at the London Marathon in 2019. Uh, Sam dedicated her record attempt to raise awareness for mental health uh, challenges facing nurses among the COVID-19 pandemic. Her run raised more than 45000 for mental health services. So that's that story. Does that sound, does that sound legit to you guys? You reckon it's a bit of a... Being that it was a very niche world record to break, very I think it's indeed. very, very possible because I know they do so many like very specific things so yeah i reckon it's plausible if it's fake you've done well Mm. and story number two national high five day begun on university of virginia campus in 2002 National High Five Day, celebrated annually on the third Thursday in April, originated with three student students who set a day aside to slap hands at the University of Virginia in 2002. The holiday began in 2002 when the University of Virginia uh, students Connor, Sam and uh, Wynn uh, spent a... I'm, I'm ignoring their last names, by the way, because I do not want to say them. <laughs> interesting, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Spent hey, you would say them if you wrote them, or maybe they don't. Maybe these are just made up people with no last names. Nah, you don't make up a name like Win. That's a real one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Winnie the Pooh, so I could have, you know, oh, that's true. Spent Win but- it could be an arcade fire fan for well, Win Butlers. Could be. <laughs> Uh, spent a Thursday giving high five it, high fives and disrupting lemonade at school, uh, distributing lemonade at school. Uh, <laughs> the day very become, disruptive. Yeah, very. Uh, the day become an annual event marked on the third Thursday in April, and the originators uh, incorporated a charity in two thousand eleven and, and eleven. Jesus Christ, um, to use the annual holiday to raise money for various causes. Uh, International High Five Day 2022 is dedicated to raising money for Coach Art, a non-profit that gives arts and sports experiences to children with chronic illnesses. So, yeah. What do you think of that, boys? High Five Day. Like, personally, I'm a big high five person and uh, I'm always putting my hand out for high fives. It's a bit of a tick, actually. I, I need a high five to, like, just get that get that feedback and uh, I'm really yeah. looking forward to my son getting a bit older. I'm getting high fives left and right. His hands are going to be just oh. red from all the high fives I, Dad's going to be giving him. Mate, will, will I, you pull the old too slow on him though? No, Ooh. no. I want the high five. I'm not. I'm not wasting one. If he's if he's, <laughs> he's in not motion, stingy with the hand. No, if he's in motion, I'm I'm getting that high five. So no, there'll be I, no misses in this household, Dan. I used to be that weird kid that would want everyone to high five me, like in in primary school. I would like be like. <laughs> meet the new kid and I just be like, yeah, let's go, like high five. And I used to hound people for it. So I think it's great. <laughs> used to I don't high five as much anymore, but <laughs> um, I, I don't know what's going on here, if it was planned, but there's a lot of like 
guilt-driven association here with the charities because we don't want any of them to be wrong. Yeah, well, there is that. Hey, don't you bloody... <laughs> don't you bloody mess up, Tom. Don't you bloody pick the wrong bloody, bloody thing. And story number three, Australian small town trialling fewer requirements on dog registrations. The town of uh, Surfside Beach, New South Wales, is trialling the removal of dog registration requirements uh, for residential dogs owned for the purpose of being pets in an attempt to encourage more people to own a dog to keep vermin outbreaks away from the town. Mayor of Surfside Beach, Bob Hellier, says that this is a trial the rest of the state might be interested to keep their eyes on. 2021 shown the biggest spike in New South Wales vermin outbreaks since 2009, costing the Australian grain industry a 20% yield loss, which equates to over $3 billion on the global market. Quote, Our hope is that a greater presence of domesticated animals like dogs will... will Uh, deter mice from making uh, the town their home, Hellier told the ABC. We've seen the positive effects. Studies like this have improved similar situations like this elsewhere in the world, but never has this been done in Australia. With less restrictions, I hope it encourages more people to bring a dog into their family. If you're interested in getting a dog, please contact the local council for information on getting an older pet. So, what do you think of that story, boys? It's a bit, a bit different compared to the other ones. I had no theme, no, no theme this week, so yeah. I reckon story number three sounds a lot like country Mister Agnew being able to be like spit some facts and some, you know, let's just, you get a dog. Go on, you cheeky boys, go yeah, get, get a dog. dog. Get a dog. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't want a dog, get a dog anyway. This is a, and there was no no uh, no charity in this one. No, yeah, ca- contact the local council rather than the RSPCA. Hmm. And this is the only story that had someone with a last name. Maybe that's the theme. Maybe the two real stories <laughs> had no last names. Hmm. Honestly, uh, uh, Helia was a lot easier to say than. <laughs> the other ones. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll butcher them. I'm going to say I'm going to say story number two is true. Mm-hmm. I'm between story number one because what was the time? Two, two and a half hours for a marathon in Scrubs? Uh, almost three. So two hours, uh, 28 minutes. Yeah. So that seems very quick for a marathon considering we've only had one sub two hour marathon on the men's side so that's basically at olympic level pace versus story number three with that seems like a i'm scared about how you know that dan are you Uh, just like are you like are you a runner (laughs) Uh, i'm not but there was a big thing about elliot kipchoge running the first sub two hour marathon Hmm. a couple years back i mean it's a couple years (laughs) But he had to have like special equipment and like it was basically set up for him to get the fast, yeah. like the sub two hour. Yeah. Just a wind tunnel with a big fan behind him. <laughs> He's just actually got on rollerblades or like those Healy shoes. <laughs> I always wanted a pair of Healy's. 
I don't know. There was always that one kid who had a pair of Heelys and he's just zipping around. You're like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but like, are you going to slip over and break your neck? Like when you're just walking? Like, I know they're always the annoying kids, though. That's the thing. Yeah, they were. I remember this kid who's just like, you know, he's always a smart ass and he rocks up with Heelys and there he is zipping around the Asheville. And you're like, oh, well, I just got to walk like a bloody sucker. <laughs> Someone throw a rock under that wheel or something. Yeah, just like a little little bit of gravel. That, that'll bugger him up. <laughs> hmm. um, I'm going to go with story number three. I too was going to go with story number three. But I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Was that? Because why are you? Telling you? I don't just want to be a sheep, you know. I want to think for myself, even if I what I think is wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a sheep, but following Dan is uh, <laughs> it's not an option. Maybe I'm trying to lead you astray like you led me astray. That's right. I'm, you know yeah. what? Dan made some good points. Let's go with story number one. He's probably led me astray here. Well, he hasn't led you astray at all because... He's picked the opposite answer. So I don't oh. know. I don't. I don't know how you, how you could uh, pick that. I, I haven't revealed it, Dan. I'm just saying. But but <laughs> the the, the furphy was uh, story number three. So yeah, good stuff. Oh, good, good stuff, Dan. Well done. So, um, when I was when I was going around looking for my uh, stories, I came up. I found a story. Actually, holy shit! <laughs> I didn't. Holy shit. I, I just, well, I, I found an article called Surfside Beach Suspends Dog Registration Requirement. And it's basically that um, if your dog is found without its owner, you, you, it gets impounded and taken to the local humane society, which is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I just I just realized that that, that article can't come from myhornynews.com. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. <laughs> I can't wait for Before you to him. post that in the links. Oh yeah, but they're the other the other two are, are true. Well, well, I'm glad so, they are because they both had charities associated with them. I should have went with my gut. I should have just been. This is this is karma for a couple of weeks ago. It's it's too it's too Agnew not to be the furphy. <sighs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I need, I need I need I need Chantel to um. To prepare my furfies, I think that's just you're just you're just too much of a, a good-hearted person to be like, oh, just get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's that many there's that many sort of uh, requirements to you know get your dog registered, and you need all this blah blah blah, and all this money you need to pay. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of work coming off the farm. You can just sort of hide it, <laughs> but you've got a dog. It doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, yeah in town, it's different story mm. all right all right who wants to go I'll next jump in all right dan you sound, you sound confident i don't like that whatsoever but <laughs> oh, i'm not confident at all this week but okay anyway. <laughs> story so number says, one scaffold pikes top inch stolen by artist story number two hikers claim extraterrestrial visit at scaffold pike england and story number three Octopus found in scaffold pipe litter pickup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you guys can pick the theme this week. Um, it's octopus theme. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Tentacles. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, story number one. Tourism bosses in Cumbria have called for the return of a crucial piece of England's highest mountain, which is now on display in a London art gallery. 
the one each pizza the one inch piece of stone was taken from the top of Scaffold Pike by artist Oscar Santillian and features in his exhibi- exhibition at the Copperfield Gallery. Cumbria Tourism said this was taking the mickey and they wanted the top of the mountain return. Mr. Santillian said he had not harmed the landscape. At 978 metres, 3,209 feet, Scaffold Pike is the highest peak in England. The artist likened his removal of the rock to taking a pebble from the beach. That is what I have done in making my work, The Intruder, he added. Ian Stevens from Cumbria Tourism said, We are all aware that Cumbria's landscape has long inspired generations of artists who have all taken a piece of this landscape away in the figurative sense. But this is taking the mickey and we want the top of our mountain back. Story number two. A group of five hikers on the UK's highest peak have claimed to have a close encounter of the third kind during a recent expedition. The group of five, led by Angus McNally, 27 of Glasgow, were undertaking a night hike up the mountain when they were allegedly blinded by a speeding white light racing right past them. These weren't the lights of a drone or a helicopter or anything. They had to be something else, said McNally. It had to have been a ship of some kind. One of our crew, Claire Hayes, swears she saw the ship being piloted by some being covered in or made out of silver. Alien sightings are not uncommon at Scaffold Pike, reportedly the alien HQ of the North in the UK. A third member of the hiking group, Reese Burfield, went into further detail about the sighting. The ship came screaming up the mountain, hovering above the trees. We had to cover our eyes from how bright it was when it came into our sight, said Burfield. When it came closer, we could make a ve- make up a vague triangular rocket shape. It made a loud humming noise as it moved faster than anything any of us had ever seen before. Aeronautical scientist Craig Kazmarek believes that the group may have seen an experimental jet from the British Air Force. The British Air Force has a base near Scaffold Pike. It is probable that these hikers saw a test flight over the mountains when Air Force officials did not expect them to be there. And story number three. <laughs> Take a quick, <laughs> yeah, quick peach yeah, beer bit. is delicious. <laughs> End story. Peach peach beer gets top marks. <laughs> That's the furphy. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the body of an octopus has been found during a litter pickup near the top of England's highest mountain. Dave <laughs> Askow, 43, from Stockport, leads mountain walks and found the 20 centimetre. 8-inch cephalopod mollusk, 10 metres, 33 feet, from the top of Scaffold Pike in Cumbria. He said, my first reaction was that someone might have carried it up there, but it's quite possible a bird could have brought it up. Volunteers removed 10 bags of rubbish from the mountain during the pickup. Traffic up Scaffold Pike is increased by the Three Peaks Challenge, which sees thousands of people attempting to scale it, along with Ben Nevis in Scotland and Snowdon in Wales within 24 hours. He added, the mountain does attract a lot of people climbing it for a challenge as opposed to the experience of being in the mountains, and that adds to the problem. People in the dark think nobody can see me throwing away a bottle, so unfortunately it does attract a lot of litter. <coughs> oh, well, Tom's dying there. He, he needs one of your furfies to wash down all that uh, spicy cough or whatever Ooh, he's got going. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just regret. That's all it is. Um... 
What are you thinking, Drew? I don't know. I might be landing into story number three, but I don't want to. I don't want to lead you off like a sheep, Tom. Um, hey, if I've learned anything about cracking furfies, is that we do it to each other, it'll all be fine. <laughs> it'll work out eventually. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, you know, the chances of picking one out of three is good odds. It's better odds than so going to the pokies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of leaning in towards story number two mm. only because of the length and detail in it. And we know that Dan is just, he's a shady character. <laughs> he is. And he shady. likes to flesh his stories out. He likes to come to them from all angles. That's really my only reason. Like the story sounded legit. So Yeah, I don't know. Like with, with Dan, it's kind of like, after he says it, there's like this, uh, there's this obvious beat, like, oh, god damn it. But when he's reading it out, you never pick it up. No. <laughs> you never pick it up. So I don't know. I'm going, I'll go to story number three purely because it's like octopus, not in the ocean. What's with that? Yeah. Bang. That's my theory. I'll go, I'll go story dose just because it was too detailed. I'm going to have to start writing these in a real shitty way. Uh, Tom has picked it. Um, do you want to know what the, the little clue I left in this one was? What was it? What was it? Uh, I've been watching Malcolm in the Middle recently. One of okay. the actors is Justin Burfield, who plays Reese, And the actress <laughs> who plays Lois, his last name is Kazmarek. Oh, we should have and known you're watching Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, <laughs> You cheeky devil, you. So what, what brings you back to Malcolm in the Middle? What's uh, what's the idea uh, of binging that? The fact that? that it's now on Disney Plus. So I was just like, you know what? Let's watch that. And it's actually it actually holds up quite yeah, well. That will be such a nostalgia <laughs> hit, actually, going back and watching Malcolm it in the Middle. It actually holds up really well. I would recommend a rewatch. All right. It <laughs> will be great. The future is now, old man. When I was I watching Malcolm Stevie. in the Middle, like Malcolm was like, he seemed so old to me. He was like this big teenager. And now watching, he's like a mm. tiny little kid. It's really it's really <laughs> odd to uh, oh, go yeah. back and watch. Oh, yeah. Now I, now I relate way too much to How and Lois. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brian Cranston's performance of his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, yeah, you just, it's like, oh, I, I understand the parents now. When you're watching it before, you're like, God, they're weird and they're strict. God. But you know, you, you're like, you agree with Lois. Like, you know, she's oh, nuts. Yeah. She's got three boys who are... All a bunch of pain in the ass. The, the thing that gets me is she's only trying to do the right thing, but they push and they push and they push until she has to lose it. Yeah, you're like, damn, that's me. <laughs> I got parented by TV. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Oh, God. it's me. You're looking at your hands, just like, oh god, what have I become? And how's just trying to be a good dad while trying to live a good life, but he's just he's just trying to figure it out. But good show. I would definitely recommend a rewatch. Disney Plus out now. All right, thanks. All good streaming services owned by Disney. <laughs> all right, I suppose it's time to get this over and done with. Rip the band out off. I think Tom. I've been. Oh, I think I've been restrictive with all my extra information. So mm. just uh, before you start, Tom. So both Dan and I, only one person has guessed at each. So f- for you to win, mm-hmm. we both have to get it wrong. Otherwise, it's a Potentially a draw or a loss if and, we both guess and, the same one. And if one. you win, you get a peach beer. Oh, yes. So, so Dan, do we have to team up and make the... We've got to either make it a win or a loss 
for for Tom. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll come up with Ooh. one together. Ooh, so okay. We'll both choose the same answer. In. How do you feel about that, Dan? Or you a bit unsure what about my uh, my decision making? <laughs> I, I reckon we I reckon we make this decision after we hear the furfies and then okay okay we can do that. Yeah, be tactical about this. We've got to. Okay. First story title is Heinz unveils HM sauce and salad queen to mark the platinum jubilee. Second story is Lay's chip competition features two two new flavors. And story number three is Kit Kat launches a new Lotus Biscoff flavor. All right. Um, Have you been paying attention to your junk food, Dan? Um, maybe not my <laughs> junk food, but I've noticed Biscoff pop, popping up everywhere. Um, I've actually tried a chicken Biscoff pie recently. I just, wow. Chicken Biscoff. <laughs> it tasted... It was, I wouldn't have it again, but it was very similar to a satay chicken sort of pie. Yeah, I could imagine that. Is it from like a bakery or? It was from, it was from Banana <laughs> Boogie Bakery, which have apparently just... got the best vanilla slice in Australia. Right. Can you vouch for that or? It was actually a very good vanilla slice, but their pies, um, Biscoff may be a bridge too far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're pushing boundaries, man. It's a bit like your peach They're beer. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm sure there's a market. Ice tea it. beer. Oh yeah. Right. I feel like Dan would be like a really good person to travel with. Cause he'd be like, oh shit, yeah. I'll try these like monkey brains. Uh, <laughs> actually confirm that's pretty much what I'm like when I travel. Oh <laughs> I'll take this ox penis. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give a gaggle on that. I mean, when in Rome, right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more of each. There's not much. I think I wrote like four, maybe five lines. So, uh, or copied. Um, two of the UK's best known condiments are getting a royal makeover to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Heinz is releasing a limited edition bottles of HM sauce and Salad Queen to mark Her Majesty's 70 years on the throne. They're going to be available on all supermarket shelves from this week ahead of parties, picnics, and parades over the four-day bank holiday in June. After their contents have been splashed on helpings of coronation chicken and Buckingham sandwiches, (laughs) the bottles (laughs) could serve as a saucy souvenir. I really hope that's a real story just so that pun was a real story. (laughs) All right. Lay's chip competition features two new flavors. American Crisps Lay's are set to unleash two new flavors, which will go head-to-head in order to win a stable place on your supermarket racks. Consumers will have a limited time to purchase and sample the new Hawaiian pizza and wasabi and vinegar flavors. Oh, yum. And then vote (laughs) to see their favorite become a staple product. Lays have made it easy to cast your vote with a QR code printed on the exterior of the crisp packets. Whilst casting votes, Lays have encouraged leaving ideas in a comments section. It's like all these sort of like, whether it's shapes, whatever, they're just coming up with really weird flavors now. And uh, yeah, they're trying to get me as the target audience to buy their product. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> surely they're just hiring stoners at this point. Like, Wait, all right. 
go do, do your thing and come back when you're really hungry and then we'll just lay a whole heap of foods out. Because mm. uh, shapes, we'll just- they've, they've got a fried chicken flavor and... It tastes like it tastes like it tastes like fried chicken, but it t- tastes like just the crumbs of fried chicken. So you just like imagine if you go to KFC and you just peel all the batter off and you just mung in that. That's what these <laughs> shapes taste like, and it just makes you sick. It's gross. <laughs> it's it's too much. It's just I don't know. See, Hawaiian pizza doesn't strike me as that out there of a flavor, and then you mm. then wasabi and vinegar. Like, isn't wasabi enough just by itself? You had to add something else that's equally noxious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You've already got your oh, salt I and vinegar. Tried them. They're <laughs> American, so. But the the packets I saw were like interesting. Thought the colored palettes that they had were interesting. Yeah, what what colors were they, Tom? H- Hawaiian was this orange. It's like an orangey brown. Yeah. But the wasabi and vinegar, it was like split in the middle. It was green and blue. Mm. But it's, hmm. it's just, it was just weird. Yeah. Did they have it like a split like with like with like a curve going around it? Is that what? No, they've got the like the Lay's weird potato chip thing in the center. Yeah. It was just like half and half. <laughs> green and blue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post the photos after we're done. All okay, right. sure you will. Kit Kat launches new <laughs> Biscoff flavor. It's a flavor combination like no other, and it's finally hit Aussie Shores in a chunky format. Ooh. For the first time ever, chocolate and biscuit lovers can now get their hands on the Kit Kat Chunky with Lotus Biscoff after it became one of the most searched flavor combos on the Kit Kat website. The mouth-watering new treat combines the iconic crisp oven-baked wafer finger with a caramelized biscuit spread of Lotus Biscoff. We trail... We. Tr- I think it's supposed to say tried. We, we trialed the flavor combo through the Kit Kat chocolate Tory to be sure chocolate lovers would adore it. Safe to say it is a hit and now available for the first time locally in Aussie's favorite Kit Kat chunky format. Nestle's head of marketing confectionery Joyce Tan told news.com.au. Mm. Don't mind a cheeky Biscoff. Got a packet right here. That was <laughs> like $2. So it's a nice yeah, little store. If you have a Kit Kat in your other hand and just bite both of them, you, you, you're ahead I'll of the be, All right, okay, boys, we'll be right back. I'm just going to duck out to the server. <laughs> 7-Eleven. So we've got a few things to analyze. Like for that last story, would they, would news.com have reached out for that story? Do you reckon, Tom? I mean, Dan? I don't know. I, mean, I, I reckon they would because news.com.au are news, news Corp and they do quite a bit of tabloid journalism. So, yeah. So where are you thinking? Because like, they're all probable. I try. I was trying to push uh, push Tom on the the, the colors there, and he he uh, he handled that all right. I like, yeah, no, yeah, it's a I bit. Think, I think he handled that all right, but yeah. I think I don't think he's handled it well enough to change my mind at this point. Yeah, I'm, okay, that's fair. Currently leaning towards story number two, but that but I think I think story number three is true. I think it just is. Just looking at his face to see any any sign of. Emotion flickering across. Sorry, um, I've um, 
I've, I've zoned out. He's, he's poker faced. <laughs> poker faced. Um, I really want Buckingham sandwiches to be a actual line from a news article. Oh, um, I don't. I really I, don't. I know there's been a bunch of products that have been released for the 70 year Jubilee or presuming if she makes it that long. Um, <laughs> oh, that's dark. It happened last year. With Martha Stewart. So, <laughs> well, so, you know, so close. Betty White. I'm thinking story number two. All right. Mm-hmm. What are you? Th- what are you thinking? I'm think I'm thinking the same. I think going story number two. We're doubling down, Dan. Well, we're rather making Tom a winner or a loser here on Crack and Furfies episode twenty six. Tom, how are we faring, my yep. friend? I mean, you're bloody bang on, boys. You oh. just you, you got me. Oh, sorry, mate. We didn't make, right. We made you a loser. Well. How's it feel? I mean, I was one well before you guys, maybe one. It's fine. <laughs> so you said you weren't that confident, but you got us not too bad. We both got you in the end, but, you know, we we're both like, oh, yeah. not too sure. So how did you come Fucking up with that story? Sandwiches. How'd you come up with uh, that? The, the Lays one in particular. Mm-hmm. What I did was because I found, I just searched weird news to begin with. Right. And it come up with the, the sources one. I was like, all right, okay. I got something here. That's weird. Let's do some food stuff. And I, I got the other one because I was like, uh, new flavors, 2021. Sweet. No worries. And I was like, yeah, what's really weird? What's really out there? I was like, chip flavors in the past couple of years have been all over the place. Like Mountain Dew burritos. Over the place. Exactly. And I just typed in fake chip flavors and someone had has I've posted in our Discord They've done a fake mock-up of a Lay's Hawaiian pizza packet. And look how real that looks. Like, that's this is legit. Oh, let me have a look. I mean, <laughs> I said bad. it was brown, but bad. that's clearly red. I think I might be slightly colored blind at this point. But... <laughs> Vermilion. But they, they, I mean, I would, I would have believed that if I saw it somewhere. 100%. Hmm. But yeah. That's that's just, that's uh, that was my train of thought. The chip packets, chip flavors are weird at the moment. Let's just <laughs> let's vibe with that. They're like, no, chicken flavor isn't good enough. We're gonna do roast chicken. We're gonna do raw <laughs> <Fried> chicken, <laughs> barbecue chicken, Tuducken flavored chips, boys. Conducken for For when <laughs> Ash comes back, salmonella flavored chips. <laughs> <laughs> no festival flavor. It's just <laughs> base of sweat. Rescheduling the podcast flavor. <laughs> right, we still love uh, you, Ash. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to stop making this into a, such a such a bag on a Ash. roast, <laughs> a roast chicken. Maybe, maybe we could maybe we could get um like alarms or reminder flavored, or maybe even a calendar flavored. <laughs> yeah, calendar flavor would be good. That'd be it's a subtle, subtle, subtle reminder. Oh, well. you're you're in charge of the Photoshop, Tom. Okay. All right. I mean, if I saw that, I reckon I can make it happen. I reckon I can make it happen. Please do. So before we end the show, guys, what have we learned from the furfies that we brought to the table today? Personally, what did I learn? I learned that you can run in scrubs and that uh, it's not just a great TV show scrubs, but it's also a great marathon 
participating outfit. <laughs> and also that uh, dog, dogs are cool. And uh, go to myhornynews.com to get more information. <laughs> the number one most reputable news source on the internet. It's so funny I didn't even realise that until I like, brought it up. I'm like, wait a second, my horny news. What else do they have on here? It seems like just a normal website. <laughs> if, if I, go I mean, maybe they're, they're just doing it as like a shocking. Yeah, their journalists are just constantly horny they're just like banging <laughs> non-stop in the office just well, getting it on established in 1980 with the launch of our first newspaper the horny independent myhornynews.com is the award-winning local news source online we are a, a daily news uh operation how can it be local and online we, well, from, the, from the town of horny <laughs> We also publish a series of award-winning weekly newspapers serving various communities in Horney County, North Carolina. Uh, Since 2005, one or more of our newspapers have won weekly general excellence awards in South Carolina uh, Press Association annual awards. They they were reporting about something in New South Wales. Maybe they're um, one of those news aggregator things. They weren't, but there is a there is a town that shares the same name in New South Wales, according to Google. Uh-huh. I've never heard or been there, but so, so anyway. Also, just on that, hey Billy Bob, where do you come from? Yeah, I just come from Horny County. Horny County. <laughs> Horny County. Mm. What a place to live. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what I mean, what have you learned, Dan? Um, I learnt that. That I could go get a Kit Kat and, and a biscuit and have a new brand new flavor combination. Just um, put them in a blender. I learned that there's lots of weird things. I learned that there's an actual Buckingham sandwiches is a valid line to use in any article going forward. Oh, I didn't read it beforehand, and I hated myself for saying <laughs> it. I could see, I could just see the light in your eyes just. Darken a little bit when uh, you saw that line. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, power to them. They went there. They made it work. They made me read it. So, and, and I learned learned that there's an American charity devoted to the high five. Yeah, and I wonder if they've heard of the children's band, award-winning Australian children's band. There, there feels like there's some synergy there. So you get <laughs> high five to perform on high five day. Yeah, that'd be guys. great. I'll be about that. They're superstars. Are high five still around? Do they still a thing? I never see them, but I'm not really into kids' entertainment. Cast. Completely wanna... different cast now. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Wiggles are almost a completely different cast. Yeah. You still got... Uh, Jeff, Jeff's still, got, still kicking name? about. You still got Anthony. Mm, uh, no, it's yes. Anthony, the blue yeah. one. Yeah. No, he's a good bloke, Anthony. He seems like a nice guy. I've actually got him in about a month. Performing with Polish Club and DZ Death Rays. <laughs> it's what really, a one-up. It is really cool how they sort of collaborated with like a yeah. <laughs> different bands, did the covers. So what what have you learnt, Tom? I, feel, I, I love this bit of the show. I feel like the teacher being like, all right, little Jimmy, uh, <laughs> what have you learnt today at school? Like, Fucking nothing. I, I've learnt that Dan <laughs> is far too good at writing his things. You just learned that? Like, he puts a lot of time yeah. into it, unlike us who are just like does. towards the show recording, just like, no. Boo. Um, and I don't know. I reckon, you know, you just can't can't fool young men about junk food. 
<laughs> true. We're very passionate about the topic, Tom. Yeah, got to pick something we don't care about, like what That's Dan right. writes every, about. Every time I've gone with food, you guys have guessed it. The, the bloody, the, the, the biscuits, the chips. I just should just stay away from food. Stay away from the Arnott's. We, we're big don't fans. Just, well, just don't don't, don't, do don't bring back the Kingston Wars. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you actually scared us in some way. Like, holy shit, I hope that's wrong. Like, you actually <laughs> worried us. I definitely yeah. went out and bought multiple packs of Kingston's afterwards. So. <laughs> just scared you. Scare tactics. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I'm guys. In back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you got two in the back pocket, like a bit like Darth Maul, but with a... Uh, Varnets, very nice. <laughs> but guys, that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Crack and Furfies. Boys, thank you very much for joining us. It was a lot of fun once again. Uh, first time live streaming this show in a while. Thanks to Buddy Watson in the chat, leaving a comment about his uh, crazy Jack Russell with long hair. I'm sure he has. Hey. I'm sure he's washing it as we speak. <laughs> he's got the lint roller, like vigorously going <laughs> up and down his or, jumper. Or he's just got a white and tan jumper on so the fur just blends blends in smart Wait, can we get smart cl- man clarification black or white dog black or white shirt <laughs> yeah we, we need to photos on twitter afterwards after the fact you can at me yeah we, we, we need you to pay the dog tax <laughs> the dog tax yeah <laughs> dog tax no, you can't not, bring up your dog and not post photos he doesn't live in new south wales so he'll be fine yeah yeah anyway boys we'll catch you next week at the bar but until then catch you later That was a refreshing beer. I would go another. Have one. We're not stopping you. you. How very dare you. (laughs) Mm. I mean, the fact that I don't have any more is stopping me, but I enjoyed that. That is a hindrance. (laughs) That will definitely put the brakes on. Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.